skin cancer is a thing. Like I'm a skincare power user. I'm lazy and I would, I like skincare. and I, I am very passionate about my sunglasses. Really, I can't see without them. Welcome to our Vanity Lab, a podcast about the beauty of science and marketing by a makeup-loving cosmetic chemist and a skincare-obsessed marketing expert. Each week, we deliver industry news like debunking myths, confirming facts, and let you in on the tea you didn't even know you wanted to know. I'm your host, Laura. And I'm Emmy, and you're listening to Vanity Lab. Hello, and welcome to our Vanity Lab. This week, we will clue you guys in on what Unilever is doing to help prepare employees for a post-COVID-19 world, which UV damage is worse for you, and how companies are collaborating in unexpected and innovative ways during quarantine. Many of us found it pretty abrupt being thrust into quarantine lifestyle, maybe working from home, maybe being unemployed or, you know, furloughed for some others, but finding it just as abrupt as businesses begin reopening. So it's nice to see companies creating programs to help with the readjustment period moving forward. I found an article on Cosmetic and Toiletries Magazine. Big surprise, I chose Cosmetic and Toiletries Magazine. I mean, we, we do spend a lot of time reading that publication. <laughs> and it's not like and it's not like you submit articles to them or anything. <laughs> so the article that I found, it's it's titled Unilever Launches Wellbeing Program for Their 62,000 Employees. This program is a 14-day mental health program. It focuses on the mental health of the employees in a more holistic view of their well-being, focusing on physical, mental, emotional, focusing on purposeful facets. And the goal is to address negative thoughts, reinventing routines during lockdown measures, social distancing, and how to be more mindful of others. And this was originally launched through one of their brands under Unilever called Clear, their hair care brand. And Unilever saw this and they distributed distributed this out throughout the other brands. In my personal opinion, I'm super giving big props to Unilever for giving their employees mental health on the forefront. COVID-19 and everything going on in the world is super crazy right now. 2020 is literally a simulation, I swear to God. Like, I big props to Unilever for really taking the mental health of their employees to the forefront and like taking the time to really understanding that even though people are literally dying, the people alive are also struggling. (laughs) Exactly. So this has definitely been a very interesting year in terms of well, uh, everything since, you know, January 5th. But I really want to give like huge props for Unilever really taking a proactive stance into kind of like re-entering the new norm. Like, obviously, this isn't going to be like going back to normal. Um, A lot of companies had to do very abrupt changes in their work styles, their collaboration, how they go to market with certain projects and how they communicate as a team and how they maintain their company culture. And I feel like a lot of the brands that are going to continue doing well have really introduced a lot of new innovative processes and like standards of practice into their companies. And so really taking what worked well for them during quarantine and um, trying to incorporate that into what was working really well when they were working in office, I think is going to be a huge thing moving forward. And I think that Unilever, you know, maybe starting with one of their sub brands and then seeing how that can apply to their other brands is a huge step forward in them, you know, retaining their, like all the best parts of their company culture while still being um, promoting like the people that actually work there and drive the company and drive business. Yeah, I really hope other companies in the industry or even not in this industry kind of like see this happening because Unilever is a pretty big company, um, kind of like taking this and kind of adapting it to their own businesses and companies because Unilever employees are not the only employees suffering from mental health. So I really hope that other companies like use this as kind of like a starting point to maybe in implementing something within their own brands. Exactly. So speaking of, you know, quarantine and the new norms, I know a lot of people were really upset that they weren't able to get like their hair done or their manicures or their brows tinted, whatever. And you know, I love 
love a good gel manicure. Luckily, I actually do my own gel manicures from home, which we've talked about on the podcast like quite a bit. But I also understand that that isn't always the norm. Now that nail salons are opening back up in some states, I thought it'd be a great time to talk about the difference between UV versus LED curing. I know when gel and shellac manicures kind of like came out on the forefront a couple of years ago as like the best option for long lasting manicures, there was a little bit of a concern with whether the UV or the LED lights would actually give you skin cancer or could cause it. So I thought that that would be a good topic to like look into, especially as like, you know, people are starting to like look at that versus um, dip nails and then, you know, just with beaches reopening. Now that nail salons are opening up in some states again, uh, we thought it would be a great time to look at, um, you know, what really sets apart a gel manicure and if UV or LED curing is actually bad for you and if it can give you skin cancer. Gel or shellac that people, some people like to call it, is a photo cured product that functions similar to a regular nail polish, but these require UV curing to quote unquote dry the nail. It takes about like 10 minutes or so. And this allows you to eliminate the need for additional drying, helps prevent smudging, and allows for a longer wear time since the hands are often more subject to physical and chemical exposure from like cleaning and just generally like living your life. The way gel nails work is that they are cured under UV light and it converts fluid to a solid state. And the UV light interacts with a photo initiator to generate free radicals. And a photo initiator is a molecule that creates reactive species. And in this case, it's creating free radicals. The UV light shines itself on the photo initiator already found in the polish to create these free radicals. These free radicals interact with the monomers and oligomers in the gel to initiate polymerization. Essentially, this means the free radicals are kind of like bouncing around like balls and they are attaching to these liquid polymers that are already in the polish to create the solid state. And in order for this to happen, obviously you need UV light. And there's two main types that you're going to find on the market. And so you have UV curing and LED curing, but LED curing actually is a subset of a UV light. LED just stands for light emitting diode. But a UV curing comes from mercury vapor lamps, and this has a high heat. And they have a very broad distribution of peaks of UV, which means that they can cure a higher range of polishes and brands. LED curing have a narrow brand of UV light, hence they're very specific to what type of polish they can cure. So the LED light will emit a certain light for certain LED polishes. So you have to find the right LED light for that polish. And sometimes brands will sell you polishes that can only cure with their LED light source. So you wouldn't be able to get the same result from a different brand's LED light source from that same polish. And they're also non-mercury vapor lamps, which as opposed to the UV cure one, which means they have a lower heat. These UV, so basically all UV lights can cure... LED lights, but not all LED lights can cure UV light. And as you mentioned, Emmy, like there's a huge safety concern about it. And there's actually a study published by photochemistry and photobiology that says that the risk of developing non-melanomic skin cancer is 11 to 46 times lower than the risk of those being exposed to natural midday sunlight. But the study does note that it does not take account for individuals taking medications required to avoid sunlight, without proper protection. So those people who are on those type of medications should be very cautious when using the UV nail lamp. So yes, I love that you're pointing out that the risk of developing skin cancer is a lot lower than actually being exposed to natural sunlight. If you are concerned about getting skin cancer and concerned to your gel manicure, something that you can do is actually just apply sunscreen onto your hands for getting your manicure, especially as a lot of the chemical and physical sunscreens require you to apply it 15 to 20 minutes before you're actually exposed to it. So if you pop it on your hands, your uh, manicurist will you know, make sure to remove contaminants from your nail bed by using usually like oh what is it it's um 
not hydrogen peroxide, rubbing alcohol <laughs> or acetone. So it won't affect your application of your gel nails or your longevity of your manicure, um, but it will protect you from, you know, any concerns that you might have of um, skin cancer. So we need to remember that, you know, the UV or LED curing lights for your gel manicures are not the same as tanning beds. You know, while there was a period of time, you know, i.e. during when I was growing up, where tanning beds were all the rage, we know a lot more about the effects and health concerns regarding those now. So obviously, tanning beds are used to be able to get you like a gorgeous glow in the shortest amount of time. So let's look at, you know, the difference between UVA rays and UVB rays. So think of UVA rays, like the A in UVA as aging and the B in UVB as burning. Like tanning beds mostly emit UVA rays. And UVA rays are the largest causes of photoaging. It's a longer wavelength than the UVB, and it penetrates the skin more deeply and is strongly linked to melanoma. And the free radical damage caused by exposure to these like UVA rays affect the keratinocytes at the basal cell layer where most skin cancer occurs. Furthermore, tanning bed UVA radiation emits 12 times um, more than the sun does. So it makes it much more dangerous than just existing outside, especially while you're wearing sunscreen. I know back in the day, um, a lot of doctors would actually recommend intermittent, very safe and short period times of using the tanning beds to you know, help treat things like seasonal affected depression and psoriasis, but that is not the case anymore. So for seasonal affected depression, the idea was that the tanning beds would help with your vitamin D level. That is not the case. Tanning beds mostly emit UVA rays. And what really helps um, produce vitamin D internally is actually the UVB rays. Another alternative way is actually treating it with like um, one of the happy lights, which I believe now are just like fluorescent LED lights. And and essentially, that just helps regulate your um, circadian rhythm and your circadian cycle, which will then help with like your vitamin D production. And for psoriasis, um, physician supervised phototherapy now actually is mainly spot treated with, um, and I'm probably pronouncing this wrong, but it's uh, eczema lasers, um, which are narrowband UVB exposures. And then the during this treatment, it's only spot treated and the rest of your body and the non-treated areas are shielded from exposure. So it's very concentrated and um, in a prescribed manner. So I kind of like glossed over the... Um, the differences between UVA and UVB. But Laura, do you want to like go a little bit deeper into that? Yeah. So UVA, as you've mentioned, is like where you get your tanning. And this one is the one that penetrates into your dermis, which is your second layer of skin. It damages the keratinocytes on the basal cell layer, which is where skin cancer has occurred. But also um, it also helps, not helps, but unfortunately weakens your immune system. UVA radiation also retains the same energy level all day, every day of the year, no matter what, when it comes from the sun. So the damaging effects from UVA rays do not change with season or time of day. So if you're getting radiation, like whether it's like you're walking your dog in the morning or walking dog in your evening. If you're trying to skip out on sunscreen in the evening, don't even bother. It's still going to penetrate the same exact way. So just please make sure that you're you know, protecting yourself. And then we have our UVB rays, which penetrates into the top layer of the skin or the epidermis. So the first layer of the skin, this is where you're going to get your sunburns. This is a leading factor in the development of skin cancer. It also contributes to photo aging, a little bit of tanning. It also, it 
it is a immunosuppressive as well. But this is also where you get your vitamin D. Another ray that is present in the world is actually called UVC rays. And thankfully, they are, we are protected by the ozone by this. So if you don't believe in climate change, you know, if we don't have our UVC rays protected by the ozone layer, we will literally die. So, you know, climate change. Can we please protect the ozone layer so we can continue to have the Earth's protection of UVC rays because they are fatal if they are able to penetrate through the ozone layer. Um, I also do want to point out that the World Health Organization, or WHO, has proven that UV rays are a proven carcinogen, as obviously we've mentioned. Skin cancer is a thing. In addition, you can from the sun, you can get eye diseases, so cataracts, uh, retinal, retinal, retinal um, degeneration, so be sure to be wearing your sunglasses when you're going out, and photoaging, obviously, which is premature appearance of lines, wrinkles, and maybe sun and age spots. But with all of this, I know, Emmy, you have a big take on the rays and how to protect yourself. Yes, I am very passionate about my sunglasses and very passionate about my sunscreen. So a fun fact to all of you listeners out there, while blue eyes are a mutation, which I am a uh, receiver of, um, (laughs) it also means that you're more sensitive to light. So if you do have blue eyes, you are actually at um, a larger danger of retinal degeneration. So, you know, if you are not someone who benefits from a very dominant gene of brown eyes, wear your sunglasses. (laughs) And then also everyone should be wearing their sunscreen regardless of melanin production. I know a lot of us like looking a little bit more tanned. It has been in vogue since, you know, Coco Chanel, or at least in like Western cultures. I know myself, I feel a lot better about myself and a lot of my imperfections um, are a little bit more blurred. And I always feel just a little bit more svelte when I have like a nice little subtle tan going on. But you can fix that with self-tanning lotion. You know, it's, it's a lot safer way of you know, maintaining that look without subjecting yourself to increased photo damage and photo aging and potential um, skin cancer concerns. But I also want to remind everyone to use sunscreen even on overcast days because the UVA rays are still penetrating the clouds. And also that even when you're sitting in front of your computer monitor, the high energy visible light is still something that can cause um, photo damage and um, free radical damage. So that's like the blue light you hear. And that can be really helped by wearing blue light glasses. And you can even order those if you don't have a prescription. And so that will also help protect your eyes. I also recently found out that certain contacts now have UV protection in them and my contacts now have them. So that is a thing. I um, just got prescribed the... um, AccuVu Osei's transition contact lenses. And I'm so stoked. They helped make such a huge difference with us living in California and how sensitive my eyes are to like the constant sunshine. Um, So I really love that extra layer of UV protection for them. Yeah, I I like my UV protection ones. I don't have the fancy transition ones, but mine do have UV protection on them. So it does make me feel a little bit better if I forget to put on my sunglasses when I'm driving or if I left them at home or whatever. So it just gives me some peace of mind. Side note on preference, I really like the um, transition contacts. I hate the transition glasses. They were my, like, I hated them. I had the glasses in high school and oh my god, they took so long to like retransition whenever you would go inside. It literally looked like you were wearing sunglasses. I got in trouble because they're like, take off your sunglasses. I was like, literally, I can't see without them. 
<laughs> I feel you. So one of the most interesting partnerships that I've seen come out recently was Postmates, Ula Henriksen, and then Creation Juice in LA. So Creation Juice is one of those like stereotypical um, <laughs> LA companies. If you want like an organic juice, you go to Creation, right? Basically, exclusive to Postmates, Ula Henriksen and Creation are creating a juicy glow bundle. So you can only order it through participating locations. But essentially, you're able to order Ula Henriksen's um, Banana Bright Vitamin C Serum and then the Creation Organic Tranquility Smoothie. So both are really heavy in um, like the wellness sector um, focused with like vitamin C and their ingredients. So I thought that was a, a really cute way to unexpectedly pair products that, you know, their audience share, like they have shared audience in. And like furthermore, with um, this trifecta of partnership, Postmates is really pushing it with um, if you order it and use a certain um, promo code between I think May 29th and May 31st. So by the time this gets promoted, (laughs) this is not the case. So I hope you guys saw it will actually Uh, Make sure we post about it in our stories um, so that you have like the option to um, participate if you would like. Also, if you're not following us on Instagram, please follow us on Instagram so that if we find these things that are a little timely and we don't have a chance to edit before they go out, um, you don't like miss the boat on it. So essentially, like if you order this and you use the promo code Ule Glow at checkout, you are entered to win a $200 gift card to Ula Henriksen. So I think that's like kind of great. <laughs> and like a really interesting way to really offer um, something interesting to consumers who are stuck at home, aren't able to go to their normal one juicery or two skincare um, shop, however they get it. So it's like just like a fun way. Yeah, I think that's super fun. I love Ule Hendrickson. I love juices. And you know what? I'm lazy. So it's going to be delivered to my door too. So that's wonderful. This is like the trifecta of my life. (laughs) And contact free. (laughs) Yes. This is beautiful. This is such an amazing way for companies to partner up, even though they seem like externally so different. They have such a similar demographic as well. So I think this is a fun way for companies to just to team up and help out the consumer, to be honest, because I'm lazy and I would I like skincare and I like juice and I'm lazy. So this is great. Right. And it makes me feel like I'm doing something like nice for myself and healthy. (laughs) Yeah, it's like nice, healthy and good for your skin. And it's contact free. So speaking of loving uh, lazy ish, (laughs) low key products, I am absolutely obsessed with the Color Wow Dream Coat Spray. So it's essentially like an anti humectant. Um, spray that also acts as a UV and heat protectant. So I use this no matter whether I'm air drying my hair or if I'm like heat styling it. It just makes my hair so much easier to style and it dries so much more like like soft and manageable and way less frizzy. So just like huge props to this. Essentially, like once I get out of the shower, I just pop my hair up in one of those like aquis um, hair turbans and like leave it for 45 minutes until it's like all the like moisture has been sucked out. And then I essentially saturate it <laughs> with this color wow dream coat. And I have gone through so many bottles of it. I love it so much. I literally do nothing with my hair. I shampoo, Ooh. I conditioner it, and then they, I let it air dry. You're so lucky. <laughs> my hair is dry, man. I like shampoo, conditioner. Every once in a while, I'll throw in leave-in conditioner for funsies, but I don't really need it. I just more have it, so I use it. 
Oh my gosh, I am like shampoo, purple shampoo, the L'Oreal eight second wonder dream coat thing, and then a regular conditioner, and then a deep conditioner mask, and then I get out, and then I do the color raw spray. See, that was like back in the day when I had balayage hair. Now my hair is virgin hair now, and so low maintenance because there's no damage. It's pretty great. I'm here for it. Even when I had virgin hair, it was still super high maintenance because it's like um, frizzy wavy and like still dehydrated <laughs> and fine. <laughs> My hair's flat. It's It doesn't do anything. It doesn't really frizz. I have that Asian hair that doesn't do anything. <laughs> But anywho, my low-key product for this week is the Clinique Quick Liner for Intense Eyes in Intense Ebony. And the reason why I love this eyeliner so much is one that it's a nice dark black color. I wear contacts for the most part and eyeliners are not one the same for contact wearers. Like I don't know why, but certain certain eyeliners can irritate your contacts. It can cause them to get foggy. It'll get on your contact. It's just complete nightmare. And this Clinique one is actually one of the few that I found that really works well with my contacts. I can wear it all day. It doesn't come off. So I really, really love this one, especially if you are a contact wearer. Give this one a try. It will it won't fail you, I promise. I haven't used like that specific one, but I feel you so much on uh, finding a eyeliner that works with your contacts. My favorite, and by favorite, I mean least favorite thing, is when you somehow get the eyeliner underneath your contact between like your cornea and the contact, and it's just like irritating. Oh, the worst. And then you got to take your whole contact out. You got to clean it. Yeah. And you're like, ah, I, I get it. I totally get it. So when you find a good eyeliner that's contact friendly... It just saves your life. So for my high-key product, um, it, it kind of relates back to our discussion on UVA, UVB rays, and self-tanning. So it is Fake Bakes the Face. It's a self-tanning lotion that's specifically designed for your face. Um, and it actually has like Matrixel 3000 in it. So not only does it help you give like a really nice glow without being too overpowering, um, you're anything like me. <laughs> when you do your full body tan, you wait until like you've completed like an arm and you lose like whatever leftover residue on your tanning mitt is to like do your face. But since I do... Um, um, such heavy chemical exfoliants in my daily skincare routine, that tan on my face does not last as long as the tan on my body. So I like using um, like a moisturizer that has like a little bit of like glow replenishment in it. So this is great for like, you know, every other day or every other two days. Um, and the Matrixel 3000 in this actually really helps with um, stimulating collagen production. So with like anti-aging and fine lines. So it's not just a self-tanner for the face. It actually is like a treatment moisturizer as well. Have you tried that trend? I've seen it on TikTok and they use their self-tanner to contour their face. Yes. I Have you seen that? Have you tried that? Are you interested in doing that? You're like, no, that's not it. Um, I have. And so what I found for me is it works really well on the jawline and the cheekbones and like the nose section, but it works really terribly in my hairline. <laughs> and that also just like goes back to the fact that I use a lot of chemical exfoliants and retinols. So <laughs> it wouldn't be as worth it for you to take the time to do that as someone else who doesn't use as much retinols and all that type of products. Exactly. Like I'm a skincare power user. So <laughs> <laughs> we are all aware. All right. So my high key product is the Benefit Gimme Brow. I'm in the shade 4.5 and I have pretty full brows overall. I am part Indian. So my brows are 
pretty thick thick but i do have a couple of sparse areas where i like slightly overplugged back in high school and it never grew back so this gimme brow has some fibers in there which helps give the illusion of more hairs and it's also tinted which is amazing so i just really like this product because of that so it helps fill in a couple of areas that I may have overplugged back in the day and they just never quite grew back. Yes. So I love the Gimme Brow. Um, one for partially sparse brows, but also just because mine are really blonde. And so one thing I do like is if I do use their blonde, their blonde is not too um, warm toned, which is really nice. And I really like that they've expanded their shade range recently. Um, so I usually go for the light brown option. I think it's like the 3.5. Um, and that really helps just like define my brows and gives it a little bit more definition um, while filling them out. Yeah, I really like using Gimme Brow when I'm not in the mood for a full face. Um, if I'm really doing a full face, I'm going to like go in with my Anastasia Brow Wiz. I'm going to really define my eyebrows. When I'm just like going to the store, I'll just pop some of this on and it just makes me feel a little bit more put together. And I like it. Exactly. Like I won't... <laughs> bare minimum walking out of the door i do brows um tight line eyeliner and a little bit of mascara yeah just to make yourself feel a little bit put together exactly nothing too fancy yeah <laughs> but like at least feeling like a little bit of a human i definitely didn't used to be as stringent about my sunscreen use i suffered a lot of sun damage while growing up thankfully i'm a lot better about it and while i still love basking in the sun with a good book i do it slather in an spf and i definitely reapply every hour on the hour with enough like of the recommended dosage i didn't used to be as stringent about my sunscreen use and i definitely suffered a lot of sun damage while growing up thankfully i'm a lot better about it now and while i still love basking the sun with a good book i do it slathered in spf and i definitely reapply on the hour with like the recommended dosage <laughs> i want to know what your relationship with tanning has been and if you have any current favorite spfs that you can't live without let us know as always you can find us on spotify and apple podcasts we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a review or give us five stars it'll really help us be found by more amazing humans like you and grow our community to gain access to our show notes and links that we mentioned earlier, be sure to head over to our website at www.vanitylabpodcast.com to be sure that you're staying up to date on when we're uploading and what we're uploading. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Vanity Lab Podcast. And don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, follow, whatever, which have you on whatever streaming platform that you are on. That way we continue to make content for you. And as always, the opinions expressed in this podcast do not reflect the opinions of our employers. Vanity Lab Podcast is hosted by me and Emmy Lovell. All of our sound production editing is by me. Transcripts are written by Emmy Lovell and all of our music comes from Audio Jungle.